turn to Psalm chapter 23. Psalm chapter 23. As you're turning there, let me encourage you to keep your Bible open as we'll be looking at only one verse, but we'll be making some references back to some of the other verses that are in that passage as well, okay? Uh, This morning, it's good to see each of you in the Lord's house. I'm glad your choice was to be with us in our time of worship. Some of you uh, are what I'd call visiting. You come two times, you're not a visitor. You're one of us, okay? And it is really good to see you with us today. I want to preach to you again uh, from verse 3 of Psalm chapter 23. And uh, in a moment, we'll read that verse. But what we discover there is that He leadeth me for His name's sake. And that's the title of where I'm going today. Uh, Yes, God does this for our good, but also He does this for His glory. If you can look back in your life and you reflect on the fact that God uh, has been good to you and that He has uh, uh, led you through many paths, uh, let me say straight paths, the reality then is this, that He did it for your good, but also for His glory. So, as we look together, reading verses 1, 2, and 3. The Scripture said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Now you remember last week, Last Sunday, as you were with us, we looked at the first phrase uh, in this passage where it says there, uh, there that He restoreth my soul. Aren't you glad, as I am, that as we journey through life, whether they are mountaintop experiences or those experiences through the dark valley. Even the psalmist would later describe that as the valley of the shadow of death. Aren't we glad that the Lord is leading us through these paths? Friend, I don't know about you, but I would be a very, I would be a very uh, distraught person if I didn't know that God was with me every step of the way. And as we look at that today, we could be reminded of lots of things. My attention was carried back to the first phrase where it says there, The Lord is my shepherd. Now, as I was looking at that phrase, we know that that is describing a relationship. Not just a simple relationship that I have with the Lord or that David had with the Lord. It is a relationship that then describes every other relationship or let me say influences every other relationship around us. Some people that you meet or that you know could say the Lord is a shepherd. Some people might even say this. They would say the Lord is the shepherd. However, friend, if we're going to call it like David calls it, and we can say the Lord is my shepherd, uh, we have great confidence uh, in the fact that the shepherd uh, cares for the sheep greatly. 
I'm reminded of John chapter 10, particularly, that describes that relationship similarly. And it gives us great confidence to know that our Lord cares. Let me remind you that when we say the Lord is my shepherd, what we're reminding one another about is first that He called us. Yes, when we were in the pits of sin, when we were in the depths of self, when we had no clue, might I call it, the Lord called us. I'm so glad as a teenager, uh, somewhere in the year of the 60s, that the Lord reached down in my life and He challenged me in the area that I was Uh, He called out to me, and His call to me was similar to yours uh, when He might have said like He did in Matthew 11, 28, Come uh, unto me. So the Lord has called us. Secondly, let me remind you, the Lord has claimed us. The Lord claimed us as His own. He claimed us from where we were. He claimed us from what uh, or for what He has designed for us to do. I'm glad today to tell you the Lord is my shepherd. I'm glad to know you. And because of that and what you uh, demonstrate in your life, I know also that you uh, could say the Lord is my shepherd as well. So the Lord called us, the Lord claimed us. And might I remind you, the Lord cleared us. Do you realize that all of us uh, have a past? Do you realize at the time He called us, all of us had a present? And the reason uh, I know that is because the Scripture says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And because of His calling me, because of His claiming me, He cleared me as well uh, from all of that sinful past. Did you know there was a wage for what I had done? And the Scripture tells me the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ my Lord. When God, through the blood of Jesus, cleared my sin, He cast it as far as the east is from the west, never to remember it anymore. You know what? I'm so glad that even when the devil brings it back up, I can say, get thee behind me, Satan, because my Lord, has already cleared me of the account that you are describing. Not only does He call and claim and clear us, He cares for us. Yes, the shepherd cares for the sheep. John 10 said the shepherd could call his own sheep by name. Peter would say, cast all your care upon Him because He careth for us. Aren't you glad today that you know without a shadow of a doubt that someone you know cares about where you are? He knows when you're in the valley. He knows when you're on the mountaintop. He knows when you're asleep. He knows when you're awake. Why? Because He cares for you. And last, He catapults us. He projects us. He propels us. If there's anything good in me, if there's anywhere I go, it's simply because the Lord Himself has challenged me to be there, or might I say to go there, uh, God is to get all the glory. Now I'm reminded, uh, after all of that takes place in our lives, or even while 
it is taking place in our lives. Uh, I was reminded of some of the games we used to play. First of all, I remember from my youngest days of playing follow the leader. Do you remember? Uh, I was seldom the leader, praise the Lord, but I remember that childhood game. I remember uh, playing Simon Says. Uh, I remember the playing the game of Mother May I. And you know, you always, there was two things very critical there. First of all, that you had to be listening, and secondly, that you had to be obeying that particular command. Now, let me say, what God is doing for me, according to Psalm 23 and 3, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake, is absolutely not a game. It is not something that we are to take lightly. It is not something that we then would uh, go about our activity in such a way as to think it to be funny or hilarious. It is rather a serious matter when we see how the Lord leads us because the Scripture tells us He does. Every phrase in Psalm 23 has its impact. You remember? He said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's the realization of that. He maketh me lie down. That is the rest. The resources to lie down in green pastures. The restoration we looked at, restoreth my soul. But now the route is, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. I'm reminding you, as I did the group this morning at 9 o'clock, that righteousness is spoken of all over the Scripture. Matter of fact, uh, if you could go back as far as in the book of Genesis, there were two offerings brought to God one day. One was of the ground and another there was of the skin. And the Scripture tells us that God was uh, pleased with one of the offerings and He was not pleased uh, with the other offering. Do you realize that nothing I can do is worthy of getting me and keeping me in a relationship or fellowship with Jesus. However, might I remind you that what our Lord Jesus did is who brings us to the place we are. So as I think on that, remember today, as we look at this text, that it is our great Lord Jesus who is to get all the glory. First of all, with this, let's look at a position and a direction. He leadeth me. I looked up an old hymn that I remember from my childhood days. Many of you might have sang from the old red hymnal, I call it, okay? It was called church hymnal. It was a red back hymnal. If you know music, it was written in shape notes. So that's making us grow old again. That's carrying us back to our old southern gospel roots. Uh, so with that, but I, I looked up this hymn because I was, uh, had it on my mind uh, as I was studying. And the old hymn was titled, He Leadeth Me. He Leadeth Me. And I, I should have brought a copy in the pulpit, but I'd been afraid uh, some of you might wanted me to sing, and you sure didn't need that today. But He leadeth me, oh blessed thought. Oh, listen, friend, one of the greatest things I have today is the fact that God has been leading me on this journey of life. Oh, looking now at a position and a direction, He leadeth me. John Maxwell talks about many people uh, follow someone who might be leading from the middle of the pack. 
Most of us, we have been followers of others. They have been either a school teacher, it might have been a coach, it could have been even a friend. We have been followers through a large part of our lives. And the reason being is because we felt security in taking the steps that someone else takes. I have my best friend in high school that lives one street over from uh, here where I'm preaching today, and often we get together, and we're reminded of how God used each of us in one another's lives there to lead one another uh, in the way that the Lord would have us go. So that position, that direction that He is leading in, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. As I was searching Scripture this week, I was reminded of 2 Corinthians 5.21. He hath made Him, now if you don't know who the Him is, it's Jesus. He hath made Him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Paul would write in the letter to Titus in chapter 3, he would say they're not by the works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. That being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. I am so grateful to tell you today that you have a leader, if you know Jesus, you have a leader who will lead you on a straight path. Can I tell you about that straight path? He will not swerve from the right to the left. Can I tell you about that path there? That path is one that the gospel writers would say uh, is not a broad path because that way leads to destruction. It is a narrow path, the scripture reminds us, uh, that leads there unto Him. Yes, let's be remembering all along, friend, that we could never do enough. We could never walk straight enough within our own abilities as to please our precious Lord. But the Bible tells us there that He is leading me. I want to tell you today, if you're not letting Him lead you, if you're not discerning the path that He's providing for you, if you are walking to your own tune, if you're singing your own song, so to speak, why not surrender today and say, Hey, I've tried to figure this out all my life. I need now to trust Jesus who will lead me. My mama had a stepbrother, and she told me before she died, she would tell me quite frequently that her stepbrother used to tell them that he told the Lord, Lord, if you'll give me the first 50 years of my life for me, I'll give you the rest of my life. Friend, can I tell you that according to what his life demonstrated, he did not keep his deal? Yes, I don't know that God desired to give him 50 years of his life for himself anyway, but if perhaps it was so the rest of his life, he didn't give it to Jesus. You know what? There are people making bargains with the Lord every day. But I want to tell you something. It's a serious matter. When he says, He leadeth me, David, the great psalmist, the shepherd boy himself, David, later the king of Israel, would leave us with this confidence, He leadeth me. That's a position 
and a direction. Secondly, there's a priority and a plan. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. Yes, I've sort of let the path and the righteousness bleed together there as I was uh, carried away trying to describe that to you. But let's focus on righteousness just a little bit. It says in Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And those of you who know the verse says this, And then all of these things shall be added unto you. Sometimes we get consumed with the thought of the things. And because of that, we neglect the fact that the Lord is desiring to lead us in the paths of righteousness. I'm reminded of the little phrase that is throughout Scripture. What says, Be ye holy. Do you realize that God hasn't changed His mind over holiness? Holiness is not a negative word. Holiness is not to describe a denomination of believers. Uh, Holiness is a description of who you and I are to be. Now it also tells us why we are to be holy. Look at what Peter said. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Yes, we pastors need to live above reproach. Uh, Yes, we need to walk a straight line. But I want to tell you, if you're keeping your eyes on somebody else and you're looking at their holiness, you may get disappointed. But the Lord said, you and I need to be working on our personal lives, living it in a holy way that we would be those witnesses in a lost and sinful world. As Jason was praying in his prayer here at the pulpit earlier, talking about the needs of our community, praying over the needs of God's people, do you realize that we are instruments in the hand of God who can make a difference where He has planted us if we will simply follow God's plan? And that plan there,